the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. We've been stuck in a little bit of a negative push on Wall Street. Not terrible. You know, we're not going to, let's not over embellish this, even though I'm prone to drama. Um, I would call it, instead of saying that we're in a down market, we just hit highs a couple days ago. So if you're looking for adjectives, you know, some countries have, in our country, we do have, we have a word that's so beautiful, it makes you cry. The word that I'm going to say on the Wall Street right now is, it's just great. It's moderating. I'd say it's the great moderation or the moderation or it's moderating. <laughs> I don't know if there's a right answer to it, but it's not that bad. The gas tank is running a little low right now. Our economy needs stimulus, whether it's an open economy or what's the government giving us checks or somewhere in between just doesn't cut it. Market's been driving with the pedal to the metal, doing all it can to hit record highs. The pedal to the metal. Weird, right? Some of these phrases that got stuck in your head as a child. Um, most strategists that I'm reading are expecting the market to rally at the end of the year on expectation for a better 2021 and stimulus. Now, unfortunately, the, sh- the news on 2020 just sucks. My mom has COVID. She's on oxygen. She's joining a record number of people in the hospital. Um, I'm still not flying. I wanted to be in Hawaii by this time. Back in March when we were locked down, I was like, honey, we're going to Hawaii at Christmas. <laughs> or, you know, I wanted to, but I'm not. So there's no pedal to the metal. And we're kind of, it's moderation. It's fine. I like moderation in moderation. That's what formula works best for me on Wall Street. The slower pace of news out there this time of year, AstraZeneca, AstraZeneca Oxford, they have a COVID, COVID vaccine trial going. I know you're saying, but Pfizer is 95% effective. Moderna is 94.5% effective. Do we really need another one? Uh, this one's kind of interesting. The, the news coming out of it is that it's generated a stronger immune response in older patients. Okay. Check. Slightly good news, but not enough to move the market. NVIDIA is 
kind of the example of, of the problems the markets face right now. The stock has had a great year, right? Check. It reported a great quarter. Check. It's down today. Check. It's, I don't remember the name of the song, but it's the one about having a cake and having the recipe and I'll, she'll never have the recipe again. And it took so long to make it and she had to ultimately bake it. I don't understand, but there's a lot already packed into the recipe. There's a lot already done here for NVIDIA. So the stock trading down 1.4% today. Again, not a killer, but they had a great blowout earnings. They, they wonderful. Elsewhere in the news, Wonder Woman 1984 is going to debut in theaters and on HBO Max this Christmas. HBO Max announced that Wonder Woman 1984 will arrive on December 25th. So we do have a movie to go to. That's kind of a crack, right? A little bit of a crack in the wall or the dam. Just a little bit. It's nice to see that. Now, again... It's, do we want anyone extra to die? No. But Universal and Warner Brothers trying to figure out, you know, how we can pull this off. Coronavirus cases, the United States reach record highs. They're obviously going to give the movie theaters time to work on a plan to open big for one day to give us all a nice break where we're sitting in big old comfy movie theater chairs. It's it's one nice outlook for 2021. It's one teeny, teeny, tiny little crack. Elsewhere out there, here's another teeny, tiny little crack in, in our, we're opening back up. Credit card company Visa is going to oversee the NFL's cashless Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. Fans who attend can use cash only to convert to prepaid cards distributed by Visa ATMs. So if you want to use cash, you go to the stadium with cash, you put cash in an ATM and out comes a Visa card. <laughs> then you go and you get your Super Bowl souvenirs and your your soda and your beer, whatever you get at football games, pretzels probably, right? National Football League's going to make its championship game all digital with the backing of its collaborative partner, Visa. It sounds efficient. They didn't commit to let's do this in 2022, but is that going to be a new way of killing cash? You no longer give it to people. You convert it to plastic and then give plastic to people. I don't know. I don't know. You know, is that going to be the new way of a cashless environment? And then I guess a man in a big old nuclear suit comes and get the cash out of the ATM at some point, right? Um... I, I don't think that's a, a genius story, but again, it's another teeny tiny little crack. The fact that we're talking about a Super Bowl with real people at it. So somewhere between now and the end of the NFL season, and I think they're about halfway through. And then they go through probably about four or five weeks of playoffs and they get to the Super Bowl. So it's kind of building towards people in stadiums or more people in stadiums, I think. Even yet, New York City pulled the plug yesterday on public schools. Back to home for everyone. My guess is they're going to try to do it through Christmas and then try to bring students back in January if case levels start to drop again. But they're spiking uncontrollably right now. 
six Congress people have gotten COVID. And they're all walking around the floor without masks. It's like, the spike is worrisome. Macy's may face more temporary store closures as COVID COVID threatens the holidays. Talking about the wrong time and the wrong place. Macy's just showed up like almost like a, a, a priest interrupting a, a drug cartel meeting. Like you're like, uh, excuse me, gentlemen, can you give me directions too? And you're like, no, 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 no. So I know, I know drug cartels. I am probably painting a bad picture of a bad stereotype, uh, but Macy's is in a bad place. The stores won't be open. People won't be shopping in them. For some people who are like, I want to get out of the house. Nope. For some people who are like, I've got a good immune system. I can go to Macy's. Honey, you let me do it. You and the kids stay here safe. Nope. Macy's won't get that guy. Not good. Not good. Amazon was already thumping him, thumping him, thumping him, thumping him, thumping him, thumping him. And in this, wrong time, wrong place. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW. You remember how I said... Wrong place, wrong time for a company like Macy's to be hitting COVID after having Amazon on their tails for 10 plus years. Another one who kind of wrong place, wrong time, or maybe the right place at the wrong time, if you think about it in a different way, is esports and gaming. They've burst in the mainstream in your recent years, transforming a vibrant niche to a central form of entertainment around the world. I believe last Christmas I got snowed in a little bit and uh, just flipping through the channels and I was on ESPN and I was like, look at this. And it was two kids playing in Vegas, kind of an NHL video game. And I'm like, they're trying to, they're doing a pretty good job of making it into like a, something you can watch on TV. The translation you would think may or may not work. It worked. It's going to be a $1.5 billion industry by the year 2023. That's not bad. That's growing up fast. And again, it's something to note that ESPN pulled the plug on their esports division earlier this week. So the growth is going to be there, but ESPN said, you know, short term, we can't monetize this as much as we want to. So Rob won't be at home at Christmas this year, flip around the channels and end up watching two kids play video games and calling it a sport where one of them crushes the other one and, and goes, yes. It was compelling. Now, esports are powered by computers, right? Well, electronic. NVIDIA returned to its route when it reported earnings yesterday with the video game chip sales once again outpacing its data center business. They came out with a new chip. I think it's called the 3800. There's a family of chips, video game cards, like the 3900, 3700s, the discount version, 3900s, the premium Uber version. Not sure I like the naming strategy, but that's not up for me. That card came out hmm, early October. 
and it's still sold out. They haven't been able to replenish it. You knew they were going to have a good quarter because of that. NVIDIA is in the middle of a transformation from a company once known for its video game graphics to a company whose chips run some of the world's most advanced data centers to a lot of the artificial intelligence that are inside of companies like Tesla so that these chips can now see the road and think of it. If you could play a video game, it looks very, very real. If it could simulate driving like uh, Forza does for the Xbox and PlayStation, um, it's kind of the right technology to blend into a, the real car. Analysts had expected earnings of buck sixty-eight on two point on four point four billion. They blew out the numbers. Um, instead of four point four billion, they came in with four point seven billion in, in sales. That's a pretty big crush. Um, income was about one point three billion. Very nice quarter. Very nice quarter. And again, the stock's going nowhere. Interesting to note, had esports stayed on ESPN. Some father and son might have watched esports over the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas this year. And dad said, son, one day when you grow up, you could be a stock car driver just like this video game player. You won't be driving a real car. You'll be driving a fake car. But I think you're going to be the best. Little Billy Bobby. Billy Bobby, let's go get by you a new PlayStation 5. There was a chance that NVIDIA could have got better news by esports staying on because it's almost free advertising for what they do. It's part of their ecology. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Again, the news out of NVIDIA was solid, but the stock is underperforming. That, to me, feels like the stock market as well. What's going to be the next thing to get us higher? I believe it'll be stimulus and kind of a balancing of what's going on in our mental state of vaccine hopes, virus fears. Vaccine hopes, virus fears. We kind of got to get through this little tennis metaphor that's going back and forth. And we got to start saying, you know, virus fears are abating. And right now, I think they're building. Lots of news out there. United Healthcare lower today. Utilities and financials. Very poor performing sectors. Labor Department said 742,000 Americans filed for unemployment benefits. Again, the next number we want to get below is 700,000. It's okay, but it's kind of like kissing your sister. It's not desirable. <laughs> I know. Uh, see, you go, ah, a French man on me. I was going to go Paris Hilton. That's hot. And then you do the, ah, oh, after the, that's hot. But that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. The number of U.S. coronavirus cases is rising. Our seven-day average is at 161,165, up 26% from last week. We went through a million confirmed cases in a week. That was crazy. Parts of the country started to shut back down. Yesterday, pandemic plays like Peloton and Zoom shot higher after New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio ordered schools to close for in-person learning out of an abundance of caution. The stories of how COVID's starting to hit children, it's pretty frightening. Close the schools, that's fine. Negative COVID headlines, increased economic lockdowns, 
offsetting that vaccine optimism. Maybe the vaccine optimism was, again, built into the cake. The stock market was hitting all-time highs four days ago. Um, had we gone into 2020 and said, okay, we have a stretched market valuation, that's that was the, the story last January. The market looked tired. The market looked like a 10-year bull needed something to kill it. And the pandemic killed the 10-year bull market. Now, that caused a bear market that lasted like 15 seconds. It had its 15 seconds of fame and then went away. So who would have thought we would be having an up year? Again, more positive news out of AstraZeneca and University of Oxford's study saying that the immune response amongst all adults was similar, but that it particularly did, yes, help elderly. I don't know if Pfizer's saying that. I don't know if Moderna's saying that. They're slated to meet in front of the FDA December 8, 9, and 10. And ultimately, the FDA is going to review Moderna and Pfizer's vaccine. They're going to invite in some experts. The experts are going to say, okay, how is the immune response in elderly people? Okay, how is the immune response in younger people? And they're going to ask a lot of scientific questions, unlike those two questions. And then hopefully we get emergency use. Pfizer said yesterday that they can have 20 million, 25 million doses by the end of the year. Not enough to op- not enough to optimize the herd per se, but a good start. I am so glass half full, aren't I? Don't you love me? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Let's take a quick look at the markets. See what we're looking at. NASDAQ slightly higher. Russell's higher. Dow and the S&P 500 are meh. Down a third, almost a quarter. Not a lot to see here. Everyone move on. Nothing to see here. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Interesting year of financial lessons. My family used to probably get on a plane twice a year. In crazy years, three. In not so crazy years, maybe once a year as a family. Now, that's expensive when you're all packing up into a hotel and you're all packing up into a rental car or an Uber. It's all, it's, it gets adds up, right? Here's the great financial lesson of 2020. I have so many points that I haven't used. Next year is going to be a nice year. I didn't use anything this year. Next year, I'll use all points. Um, my cash flow suddenly got way better this year because of less vacations, less restaurants. Um, I'm getting kind of bored of my own cooking, but dang it, I really took my cooking up another level. My mom, who's got COVID-19 and is on oxygen right now, gifted me her cast iron skillet that she used as a child. So this thing's 80 years old. I love it. And this year I've mastered cooking on it. (sighs) That saves me some money. So what I want to get to here is for those of you who are behind behind on saving, 
put that vacation money into a 401k, a Roth IRA, or if not that, maybe into an emergency fund. For those of you who would have failed a report card situation of, of your financial health, pad your emergency savings. The money that I saved this year is mainly gone into like new computers and painting walls and stuff like that. So I redirected some of my budget, but I knew my budget. And I'll tell you, the worst thing for my budget are vacations and restaurants. This has been a good year for my budget because those have kind of gone away. Padded my emergency savings if need be. Great time to do it. Now, again, you're saying, hey, Rob, I'm not making as much money as I used to. That's fair. Got it. I'm not, not humiliating you. I've added to my investments. The bear market and September were great opportunities to throw a little bit more in, so to speak. When markets pull back, I like it. As long as interest rates, as long as the Fed's not having an emergency meeting raising interest rates due to inflation or a hot economy. I've put a lot of work into my home, uh, trying to keep its value good. Outdoor paint helps protect it from termites, things like that. Um, I've saved for my travel in 21 with my points, credit card points from groceries and door dashes and everything else. It all goes towards travel. That's an interesting thing to talk about for just a second. I don't want to talk about the digital app, but the point system of credit cards. A friend of mine had saved her credit card mileage for years and years and years and years and years and years and years. She had a Southwest credit card. And for every purchase, she got like two points for flying or something like that. And let's just magically make up a number. Once you get a thousand points, you can fly from San Francisco to New York. Well, that's currency. That's money. That flight's probably a $400 round trip, so you can kind of start doing the math in your head and go, okay, I got it. Points are cash. She got distraught, got mad at Southwest when they said, okay, your points to go all the way across the country, instead of 1,000 points, it's going to be 1,500 points. They devalued her currency. She was pissed. Now, again, the thing, what I'm trying to get at there is use it before you lose it. Uh, me and the producer were talking during the break about the Super Bowl going cashless and how you're going to stuff cash into a money machine and the money machine's going to kick out a credit card to you. Uh, we don't like that. We always tend to spend more. We got to bust out another card or we always get it dies on the card. And that's no good either. So use your points is my advice. Um, because the rules can change. And when Southwest devalued the currency, it was a problem. Back to that Visa story, Visa and NFL have had this plan to go cashless at the Super Bowl for five years, and they had to do it in two. That's a metaphor for, I think, what's happening in the healthcare industry. To get a pandemic vaccine that's 95% effective, it, it's hitting a massive home run. It's the efficacy that, that's super impressive. Don't know if our techniques got better. I know that Moderna and Pfizer are using a similar new type of technology. But it's kind of, I'm not going to say it's fun because it's a horrible, horrible backdrop. 
my mom's been assigned to a hospice worker and she's got DNR. So it's no fun going through COVID. Um, and being assigned a, um, someone to help you transition the family to death. It's not good. Uh, we've been there before. Hospice is a wonderful, wonderful group. I don't know enough about it, but when my dad was in his final days, you know, they, 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 they helped his pain. Trump campaign is dropping the Michigan election lawsuit. That was just announced as breaking news. And I'm turning over to the stock market. Trump says he's out of Michigan, dropping the, the challenge. Uh, are we soon to saying it's over? Market didn't react. Uh, I was looking for incident analysis. I think Wall Street knows where we're headed in the next six months. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. So try to use this awful year as an ability to do more saving. Um, or in this case, I'm stockpiling my travel points. So next year, I'm going to have a completely free vacation. Um, I'm big into credit cards that have rewards. I've got Chase Sapphire, where I get a free hotel night. And my points, if I use it on hotels and flights, it's, it's pretty good. Get a travel voucher, it's pretty good. Um, I use a cash card, a city double cash for things that aren't at three times points or five times points. That's two times, but it's you get cash going in to the transaction, cash coming out when you pay. So I'm okay with credit cards. The problem with credit cards is in my 20s, I use them incorrectly. I use them to pay for groceries, my, my living expenses. And it's because I didn't make enough. I was barely making enough and then, you know, well, I kind of want a steak tonight, so I'd get a restaurant, put it on a credit card. Couldn't afford a steak, so I put it on a credit card. My budget couldn't afford it, if you know what I'm saying. Um, that's the people who have the problems. It's the people who are, you know, running out of money and using the credit card to get a little bit further more out of the month. My budget now is spend less of my paycheck, not all of it plus a little bit more. I don't know what to say. There's not a lot of great stories out there today. Um, Bobby Brown Jr., son of singer Bobby Brown, dies at age 28. Um, that's, to me, a reminder. My mom's in her 80s, and being assigned hospice, it, it's her time. Um, Bobby Brown Jr., not his time. One we're able to plan for, one we're not able to plan for. It's kind of good to plan for death. Um, but I won't beat that story up too much because it's too soon. Uh, this is kind of a the type of economist that I dig. The past two weeks have brought a rush of positive news. Stay with me on where this is going. Pfizer and Moderna both have said we've got these really effective vaccines. He say the next round of stimulus should be tied towards you get the shot, you get the stimulus. I don't know how you feel about that instantly, but that's my kind of, that's a rock star kind of economist, you know? So you pay someone $1,000 to get it, and then you get more people to get it. I, I, I kind of like the idea. But then again, you get 
in this crazy world of maybe just make the vaccine free and let people decide for themselves. Mm. The idea of paying Americans to take a vaccine has been floated as a way to achieve a 70% goal. The initial wave of free vaccines will likely go to the country's most vulnerable populations. Reaching herd immunity to effectively slow the spread requires about 70% of the U.S. population to be vaccinated. Pay me $1,000 to do it. I kind of like the idea. The proposal underscores the risks in having a public skeptical of taking a new vaccine. There will be some of that. Oh, here's something that's kind of interesting in case you don't watch news all day long. Yesterday, I was here in an interview with Pfizer, and they're like, what, what are the side effects? And he goes, the only one we've seen so far is extreme fatigue. And the interviewer was like, like, tired? That's it? And he goes, no, like, you're, you're stuck in bed for a day. You can't go to work. And it was kind of interesting to me, like, whoo. How many people are going to use that as the excuse? Because every time there's a vaccine for something new, people are like, I'm not going to take it. I don't want to be the first. I don't want to be a government guinea pig. As coronavirus cases surge across the country and governors reimpose restrictions on businesses and Thanksgiving gatherings, and there's less taxes coming to the state and more money going out of the state into the healthcare system. Should we pay people $1,000 to get a vaccine? Uh, Or is free the way to go? And just hope people 70% get it so we can eradicate this thing. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. Also, newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Working on a new podcast for 2021. It's going to be exclusive. More on that soon, hopefully. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. There's an investor that I like enormously to read his material. I'm going to try to emulate his style in 2021 through a little bit of writing blogs. I would try to use his style a little bit for a podcast-only Rob Black show. More on that in 2021. It's probably going to be spring. Yes. This guy who I'm talking about, Jared, is talking about the political environment, but he's not talking about the political environment. He is talking about moderation. And what happened in Congress and in the presidential race, he says, was moderation. We didn't go too far left, and we didn't go too far right. We kind of tried to pull a Goldilocks and get right in the middle. With almost, you could see it, a deadlock Senate is a potential. It would be a Democrat Senate if it's deadlock because the vice president would carry the swing vote. Right? That's how moderation we are at this point in time. So he thinks that a lot of people, when they voted, they probably pulled the Donald Trump lever on the idea that they didn't want the Democrats to ruin the stock market or to change the way government works and turn us into a big socialist paradise. I get where he's going at with that. He thinks 
Americans vote for moderation at times. It's interesting to look at Sturm Ruger, who is a company that is tied towards weapons. And every now and then you see a Democrat get into office and you go, I bet there's going to be gun reform. That becomes a political debate. Guns and guns have become politicized. Why not? Movies have become politicized. Facebook is politicized. Every single aspect of our culture at this point in time seems to be politicized. Sports. It's not American. It's not American to kneel. It's American to kneel. It's un-American to kneel. Are we really still talking about that? So he thinks a lot of people voted for moderation. And ultimately what I think Wall Street is seeing, and I've heard some pundits say this in the last 24 hours, we don't see Democrats getting a higher estate tax in, in 2021. And ultimately we're like, good, that makes me feel nice, right? Uh, when was another time that we had moderation? The 1990s was a very good 10-year period on Wall Street. The 1950s was a very good 10-year period on Wall Street. And he's extrapolating that on some level, Americans voted for moderation. Therefore, we should have a very good 10 years. Um, will we have in this new presidency, will we have the contentiousness that is Brett Kavanaugh and the Supreme Court nomination where we just tore into each other's character and I think we're left each other bleeding out? He doesn't think so. And again, I like this guy. He, he has a lot of common sense. So everything runs in cycles and he thinks we might have started a moderation cycle. But for now, the election's over. We have vaccines and we have potentially unlimited amounts of stimulus. He's ultimately positive on the market because the political scene is probably in his mind voted for moderation. Now, again, I'm not getting into politics. I tell you that Wall Street has to deal with them. And the way they deal with them is, well, will there be higher state taxes? Will there be higher income taxes? What is the problem with this picture? We, we deal with it. We, we work through it. We've worked in higher tax environments. We've worked in lower tax environments. And the Trump tax plan or the Trump tax cuts, they are eventually going to expire. And when they expire, will the president who's sitting in office at that point in time say, mm, I better renew these because this could muck up the economy and I want to be reelected myself kind of thing. Uh, we'll get through this. 800 516 to get your calls on the air. You can always drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. Dot com, Rob at robblackshow.com. Taking a look at the markets today. Again, it feels like we're stuck. Uh, to me, sideways is not always down. We're 2% from our all-time highs on the S&P and on the Dow. 2 3% doesn't really spook me. I don't need the market to be at an all-time high. If I'm in retirement, I'm taking my final disbursement. Yeah, sure, that'd be nice if we're at an all-time high. Because as of tomorrow, I won't be in the stock market anymore, and I got out at the all-time high. But that's not how the game is played for most of us. So we're talking now virus fears, shutting us down short-term. We won't be having this conversation in a year if enough people get vaccinated. 
pay people to take a vaccine is going to become a serious question at the water cooler if you still go to work and if there still is a herd around the water cooler. Struggling retailers have racked up about $52 billion of missed rent. That tells you landlords can't be too happy and fat. 742,000 Americans filed for jobless claims, more than expected, not dramatic. Um, I guess it is dramatic is, again, this is still a, a raunchy, bad, high number. In good economies, you see the unemployment claims under 400,000. You see a very healthy economy under 300,000. This time last year, we were in the 350 range some weeks, sometimes 340. It's part of the business cycle, can't get away from it, but this still feels a little bit too high. States including Massachusetts, Texas, and Virginia saw notable increases. Illinois saw no new claims. Um, so it, it's kind of spotty, kind of like the vaccine is playing out in the United States. 800-516-1220 each calls on the air. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com.